0: Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Alongside us, last week, Pastor Kat spoke about being people of prayer. And so we follow Jesus' model of retreating to pray before stepping out and doing something. And today we're going to look at being people of peace. So we are to be people who bring peace and those who also seek other people of peace. Well, first of all, what is peace, actually, and what is the opposite of peace? The Greek definition of the word peace, speaking of God's peace, is a quietness, a rest, a state of harmony, and an inner tranquility. And, of course, the opposite of peace is war, discord, disunity, trouble so a question for you and you don't have to put your hands up how many of you would say that you were a peacemaker oh very good it's very brave of you to put your hand up there. it's wonderful Alison, thank you (laughs) it's an interesting question because you might think well yeah I think I am and then other times you think "Mm, no I don't think I am And there's a bit of a difference, really, between a peacekeeper and being a peacemaker. So we'll think about that one too. But, you know, being a peacemaker sometimes is very hard because it depends on the circumstance. Sometimes we think it depends on the personality. But the peace that we're going to talk about today isn't really about what's going on externally. It's about what's going on internally. One thing certainly is, though, we cannot be peacemakers unless we ourselves have peace. Does that make sense? That we ourselves can't be peacemakers if we don't have peace ourselves. It's like if we don't feel love, well then how can we love? If we're not hopeful, how can we instil hope? Well, the first way to find peace is to learn to trust God through a relationship with Jesus, who is called the Prince of Peace. So that's the source of it. So we can all tap into that. So peace is actually an inner, an inward stillness, no matter actually what's going on around us, even in the midst of chaos. So it's actually a real constant fellowship with God. Isaiah twenty six three has been a significant verse for me and it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stilled, stayed, leaning upon him. So it's a profound peace that is humanly impossible under the circumstances and situation. So three times throughout my Christian life, I've felt that. Significantly, three particular times where it's like, This is miraculous because in this situation I'm in right now, I should be panicking. But the amazing peace was miraculous. That's the peace of God because it's not explainable any other way. So there are three points that we're going to really try and remember today. And the first one is peacemakers actually seek out other people of peace. Stephen was reading about Acts 16, 11 to 15, which talks about the story of Lydia. And she came to faith in Jesus when she was in Philippi. So Paul and his companions met her and God opened her heart to respond to them. So after she and the members of her household were baptised, she actually invites Paul and his companions into her home. And at the end of verse 15, it says that she prevailed upon us to go into her house. So that's not just a, oh, come and pop in if you want to come and stay with me. This is a real persuasive um, appealing to them. Please, please come and stay with me. So Lydia is being a person of peace because she's connecting her household and her community with Jesus' messengers and the gospel. So people of peace are prepared to open um, opportunities, are being prepared by God to open opportunities into their families, into their neighbourhoods, into their workplaces and communities. Romans 10.15 says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So Jesus modelled the approach in his own relationship with Levi as his approach to eating with people. And in Mark 2, the Pharisees saw Jesus eating with. Shock, horror. Tax gatherers and sinners. Sinners. And they asked, why? Why would he do that? His response was, I don't come. Remember he talked about being a physician? I come to heal those that are sick. But I do not come to call the righteous but sinners. So Jesus was with people. He mixed with people like we do every day. So what opportunities do you have in your community, in your neighbourhood, in your family situation or your workplace to be a... Person of peace. So peaceful people are not gossips who speak ill of others. But there's someone that you always enjoy speaking to. You appreciate their opinions because they're not pushy or pompous or rude. And I don't know about you, but if you're around people who are contentious or who are gossips, it's not comfortable. And um, I'm sure we've all come into that situation where it's lovely to be around someone who's just that gentle, quiet person of peace. So think about some practical steps maybe that we can find to build and to find friendships of people of peace. So that was the first one. Peacemakers actually seek out other people of peace. The second point is peacemakers are called the children of God. And in Matthew um, 5 and 9, it's the blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. So if you start the verse at the other end, it's basically saying if you are a child of God, you will have the characteristics of God. One of those is peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Peace is one of the fruit of the spirit. So it shouldn't be a surprise that we should have it. And if we don't, we need to develop it and other fruit that we're lacking in. But God is the source of that. The third point, peacemakers show the wisdom of heaven. James 3 talks about the wisdom of God is shown in our peacemaking character deeds done in humility, forgiveness, purity, compassion. So alongside us are peacemakers who sow in peace. It's an action. We act to be peaceful but it's often carried out with a great deal of courage and at a personal price to us so as peacemakers we should strive to live righteously and with integrity setting aside envy and strife and selfish ambition and in James we says we should seek the wisdom of God who is first of all pure then peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit so peacemaking is a proactive, hands-on and a purposeful thing. We need to be peacemakers because the storms are coming. For some, the storms have come and gone. For some, they're just beginning. For some, they're on their way. So to be peacemakers and to have the peace, the prince of peace indwelling us We're going to make it through the storms, even though we're going to be bruised and we're going to be battered. The inner peace will get us through. Remember Jesus in the boat with the disciples, and he was asleep. He was having a lovely sleep. And the storm came, a huge, huge storm. And what did the disciples do? What do we do sometimes when a storm hits us? They freaked out. They were so scared. Because they thought they were going to drown. They were going to die. How could Jesus sleep while all this was happening? So when Jesus awakes, he's surprised. He's surprised at them like he gets surprised at us. What are you panicking about? Yes, you're in the middle of a storm. Be at peace. I'm right here. It's that inward stillness, that inward peace, no matter what the circumstances. Circumstances can be horrible, we know that. But it's an inner peace that will hold us fast. We need to long for peace as well. So we can take whatever practical initiatives to make peace. But it doesn't always succeed, does it? That's the problem. We can go out of here and say, oh, I'm going to be a peacemaker, something will happen. And before long, that peace might start to disappear. So we need to not equate peacemaking with peace achieving. A peacemaker will long for peace and work for it, sacrifices for it. But Romans twelve eighteen is a very important verse that says, Paul says, If possible, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. That's the goal. If possible, as far as it depends on you. Do not let the rupture in a relationship be your fault. So peacemaking may not work. Yet this raises an interesting and a tough question. Is it your fault when you take a stand against something for the truth and what's right, but it causes division? Have you now ceased to be a peacemaker? Not necessarily. Paul says, if possible, live at peace. So he admits that there will be times that standing for the truth will make it impossible. But, look, it's the way that we come across, isn't it? Being a doormat is not a peacemaker. That's not what it means. And it doesn't mean sitting on the fence and not making a decision because you're afraid of the conflict. That's not being a peacemaker because sometimes decisions have to be made and some people aren't going to like them. So it's how we use our words and our body language and our gestures So think about how you come across. Think about a stance or a look. If I stood up here and went... I think you'd know exactly how I was feeling. And when we get agitated or something happens, the peace can be removed quite quickly by a look or a roll of the eyes or a nod of the head or something, can't it? So I do, and we need to think about the way that we come across sometimes. Joyce Meyer wrote a book called in the pursuit of peace so desiring peaceful relationships isn't enough we actually have to pursue peace with God with ourselves and with fellow fellow men 1 Peter in 1 Peter 3 it says the pink tab but I've got my pink and my orange mixed up so hopefully I'll find the right one 1 Peter and chapter 3 And in verse 4, it says, Let the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. That's a beautiful verse. So it's an imperishable quality of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which Jesus sees as precious. Verse 8 says, To sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted and humble in spirit. Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, for you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. So just a little probably example near the end here is that Bob is a retiree in Western Australia and Scott Pilgrim, who is the Baptist Mission Australia's executive director, recently met with Bob and listen to his story. And Scott was sharing, he said, well, when Bob heard the words mission, evangelism and discipleship, he became very deflated and he felt very weighed down by the things that he hadn't done that he could do or thought he should be doing as a Christian. And then he went and had some training and he actually heard more about a relationship disciple approach, about having eyes open for people of peace, Him to be seeking people of peace. This is to help him in shedding the gospel. Now, Bob, like me, loves to play golf. And he got talking with another fellow friend at golf, and he realised that this friend Peter was going through a difficult time. So, over time, they started to talk and build a bit of a relationship. Bob became very comfortable sharing then some of his faith story with Peter. Peter wasn't still a follower of Jesus, but there was a door opening at the club that he wanted to know a little bit more. But because Peter had become that person of peace for Bob, they could share the hope and the love of Jesus to the mates at the golf club, and that was what he was hoping, that with this gentleness, I suppose, between these two men, and I have found, particularly at a big club, sports club, and you will have found this in lots of different situations that you've been in, that there are people you gravitate towards because you might say they're my kind of people, but they're not contentious and they don't get involved in all the politics of what's going on. They just want to go and play golf. And I just want to go and play golf now. (laughs) I've been on committees and done those things. And it's nice to have other people that you can just enjoy yourself with because they're similar. So other people are drawn to people of peace. I mean, I know some very peaceful, gentle people and you're drawn to them. So in John fourteen twenty seven, 27, just to kind of um, wrap this up a little bit, I suppose, Jesus says, my peace is my gift to you. And as with all gifts, we've got to unwrap them. So learning to be a peacemaker is a lifelong task and it's a lifelong journey. So don't expect to walk out of here and have it because it's, it's an onward journey. But each moment we spend with this gift of peace makes us more and more sensitive to peace in others. So the more peaceful that we live, the more we realise moments when we're actually out of sync with peace. We know when peace is absent. And when the peace in our life becomes absent, we're not being tapped into the source of it. That's ultimately the the reason. We need to tap back into the source of our peace and that's God. So, one, peacemakers seek peace of people of peace. Two, peacemakers are called the children of God, and peacemakers show the wisdom of heaven. St. Francis's familiar prayer is as powerful today as ever. Make me a channel of your peace. So, what ways would you rewrite this prayer for yourself? Make me a channel of your peace when I disagree with someone else. Make me a channel of your peace when a difficult situation calls for kindness. Make me a channel of your peace when others are being disrespectful. Make me a channel of your peace when others are being rude. Make me a channel of your peace when I want to lash out at someone else. So I trust that God will help me and will help you to become more people of peace. God bless.